What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Tuesday, July 28th. Here's what you missed while you were sticking a Rona swab up your nose. So, demon sperm. Yeah, that's how we start the show today because that's how I started this morning. As apparently, that was a trending topic. Why you so smartly may ask? Well, obviously because of Donald Trump Jr. I mean, come on, are you not paying attention? All right, let, let me go backwards. So, yesterday... Breitbart, remember them? Well, they had this Facebook Live event with a bunch of air quotes doctors calling themselves the America's Frontline Doctors. And it was basically just an event filled with lies, half-truths, and tons of misinformation regarding the vid. Downplayed the need for masks, questioning other doctors, etc., etc. Really popular amongst the tinfoil hat, red MAGA hat, and anti-vax type crowds right now. Pop Popularity spreads across the net, and while they do have some doctors, they also have this loon known to, quote, preach against the gay agenda, secular humanism, Illuminati, and the demonic new world order. Now we're getting to the demons. See, this lady, Dr. Stella Emanuel, has, quote, said that alien DNA is used in medical treatments and that reptilians and or aliens run the government. She has also repeated preached against biblical characters dubbed Nephilim, which basically boils down to the idea that many of our physical issues are caused by people having dream sex with demons and receiving demon sperm. They turn into a woman, and then they sleep with the man and collect his sperm, Emmanuel said in a sermon. Then they turn into the man, and they sleep with the man and deposit the sperm and reproduce more of themselves. Okay, so, all right, there goes the demon sperm. But why was it trending again? Oh yeah, I forgot to circle back to DT Juni. Well, he retweeted this video because he's an idiot, along with more misinformation. And then, yeah, his Twitter account was suspended for 12 hours. And then the president cried about it and called criticism illegal. So how was your morning? Okay, so a few years ago, Malaysia had gotten together with Goldman Sachs and started a sovereign fund, which is a capital fund for the country to use for investment purposes. They raised some $6.5 billion, and now the Malaysian government estimates about $4.5 billion of that was stolen by many different high-level officials, some employees at Goldman Sachs, and even including the former prime minister of Malaysia, Najib. Razak. Goldman Sachs did recently reach a $3.9 billion settlement with the Malaysian government in a deal that, quote, includes a $2.5 billion cash payout by Goldman and a guarantee by the bank to return at least $1.4 billion in proceeds from assets related to the fund, end quote. And so now today, the former prime minister was convicted and sentenced to 12 years in a Malaysian prison for his part in the scam. 
stealing $9.8 million from the fund. Quote, Najib was sentenced to 12 years in jail on one count of abuse of power, 10 years each for three counts of criminal breach of trust, money laundering, as well as a fine of 200 million ringgit, which is about $48 million. But they were ordered to run the sentences concurrently, meaning that Najib will only face up to 12 years in jail, end quote. Now, I think my favorite part of this whole story is Najib's side in this whole thing. He's using the shaggy defense, saying, I did not demand the 42 million ringgit. I did not plan for the 42 million, nor was the 42 million offered to me. There has been no evidence nor witness to this, and I also like to say that I have no knowledge of the 42 million. So basically... I, I don't know how that got there, babe. It wasn't me. Right, the world's largest tech conference, CES, or the Consumer Electronics Showcase, is going to be a virtual-only digital event in January of 2021. Now, how in the heck that's going to take place is still TBD. Quote, per the Consumer Technology Association, or the CTA, the digital CES will be a new immersive experience. The organization did not provide many details about what the online event will look like, but it claims it will be highly personalized. The organization still plans to hold CES 2022 in Las Vegas, end quote. Now, I, having been to a CES previously, cannot fathom how an expo floor show like that can be transitioned effectively as a virtual-only event. I'm assuming they're going to do a lot of one-on-ones with actual vendors, but for people that just walk the show floor looking to find something new, not sure how that's actually going to work out. Very interested to see what they end up doing it here, or maybe they're just going to do keynote-only events from the major players. And honestly, is this going to be the end of CES. You know, lots of major brands have been skipping the show lately in favor of hosting their own private events off-site. I guess we'll have to see what comes this January as well as the following. Again, here's some more interesting news. Reportedly, Kevin Garnett is the face of an investment group looking to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Lynx, their WNBA affiliate, would also be included in the deal. The Timberwolves are currently valued at $1.3 billion, according to Forbes. Now, Garnett definitely doesn't have that kind of cash to put up, but according to the Pioneer Press, quote, word within basketball circles is that Kevin Garnett's group that wants to buy the Timberwolves from Glenn Taylor includes two billionaires from California and another from Florida. Garnett's investment is said to be $200 million, and he would head the basketball operations with authority to name both the GM and coach. Asking price is expected to be about $1.2 billion, end quote. This really is interesting, but like Dan Feldman from NBC Sports says, if Garnett can pull off an arrangement like this, he's even smoother than I thought. That wouldn't necessarily be good for the Timberwolves, though, as as much excitement as Garnett would bring to Minnesota, he doesn't exactly have post-playing track record to inspire confidence. But it's probably going to be better than Aaron Aflaflo's bid, I'll tell you that. 
And finally for you Spotify listeners out there, they announced a new feature today that's rolling out in beta that allows you to host a listening party with your other Spotify premium friends, even if they're remote. They're calling it Group Session, where you can have up to five friends, which is kind of a lame party, but everyone can stream their tunes and listen together. Quote, any person in the streaming party can pause, play, skip, or select tracks in the queue, and they can add their own choices as well. There's no chat feature, which means listeners will have to rely on a third-party app to discuss the podcast or music with their friends. To host a session, premium users can select the Connect menu in the bottom left-hand corner of their Play screen and then scroll down to Start a Group Session. Once tapped, they'll receive a shareable link that they can send over social media or messaging. The feature is still in beta, Spotify notes, but the company says it plans to evolve it over time, end quote. So I couldn't really think of a reason to use this feature, especially remotely, even during these times. But hey, if you want to jam out to Bad Bunny, Luke Bryan, Afrobeats, and the baby all together in one playlist with me and probably have to cop my Spotify premium sub, come on, hit me up. One margarita, two margarita, shot. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And no bonus news for the six of you still here. But I do want to say thanks for listening. Please remember to tell your friends. Give them the link, top5at5.com, no matter how you want to spell that. And as always, remember, stay focused, stay proud, stay dedicated. Dodge the rest. Catch up with me. I got you with the news.